hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. Truly a royal episode tonight. I am your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll. And of course, you already know that I am joined by my very good friends. First of all, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy. We also have Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. And our boy, Zach Markham, is with us once again. Apple Zach's in the building. Gentlemen, we are here to review another Marvel movie, Thor, Love and Thunder. I'm so excited to talk about it with y'all. I'm so excited for everyone that has tuned in to listen. But before we kind of get into all the action, how are the three of you doing? Yeah, man. Uh, Marvel movies. We can't get, can't go yeah. wrong there, right? Like, I mean, mm. it's always a good time. It, it brings all of us together. We go to see the movie together. Um, yeah, good times, man. I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this movie with you guys. Yeah, it's been a jam-packed week, um, you know, and, um, you know, there's just a lot of content coming out right now, and it's 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 awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed the movie a lot, but it was actually, like, really special for me and my wife, Sarah, because, like, our very, our second date was Thor The Dark World. Nice. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, I mean... That, that has to be true love if you made it through Thor you the made Dark it through. World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, good, man. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Uh, big shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. We want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And please share this podcast with any other friends that you have that are Marvel, fr- Marvel fans, especially fans of Thor. Got a lot of Thor believers out there. Um, yeah. Share the podcast with your friends. It helps us out tremendously. This is now officially your spoiler warning. We are not going to do some review, you know, spoiler-free review. We ain't about that here in the Royal Geek Podcast. We're jumping right in. Here's your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Thor Love and Thunder, please go watch it and uh, come on back and listen. Yeah. All right, boys. The fourth Thor movie, Thor 4. Yeah, Thor 4. <laughs> what y'all think? How did you guys enjoy it? So, Hate it? Love it? Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to make a bold statement, and I'm pretty sure it's true. Okay. Like, this The best movie. Probably is the funniest Marvel movie that they've, oh, they've, they, so? that they've made. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, there was a ton of comedy in just throughout. I mean, it basically was a comedy. Dude, I was yeah. rolling Correct. multiple times. Multiple yeah. times. It was It was so funny. So, so for me, I'm I'm 100 with you. Like it, it was the most like comedic uh, Marvel movie that that they've made, and for the people that were going in there hoping it was like a like a very serious movie, like mm-hmm. action they, packed, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like they got to get out of here. Like you got to take this movie for what it was. Like it Any literally like, says Thor: Love and Thunder. If anybody who knows like Love and Thunder, it's gonna be it's gonna be funny. Yeah. yeah. If it, anybody who's like a Marvel fan or even like a a slight Marvel fan had to have known that it was going to be fun and funny. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like even, they, with, even with the previews, like even the yeah, previews they yeah. came out with, like you, you had to have known. It was yeah. so wild and outlandish, like in a, in a fit. I felt like it fit just like perfect. It was, yeah. it, it was uh, hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. I do think they did, they did a really good job of blending like a lot of things that they did in the movie in general. Like, you yeah. know, the comedic moments flowed in, and then there would be you'd have your serious moments that were around, and then even to the point of literally blending when they, with how bright and colorful it was, with the heroes, and right. then the moments with um, Gore the God Butcher, and you know w- when he was so washed out, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do sure. I do I dare say that this was Marvel's first rom com? Is that is that so far fetched to say? 
I mean, it's possible. <laughs> I mean, romance was a was a big part of this as well. I mean, yeah. but the, the question is, where was the what part of it was the rom com? Was it between Thor and Stormbreaker? <laughs> and like, <laughs> was it between yeah. Thor Dude. and yeah. Jade Foster? Was it between Thor or was it was those unrequited loves of like? You know, it's he's he dates around all these people. He's he's with Jane Foster. He's with Stormbreaker, but he wants really wants to be with Mjolnir. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's a good point. All the scenes of like Stormbreaker being jealous and like slowly creeping into the frame yeah. of the shot, like that was just comedic. The, yeah, gold. the Stormbreaker being the jealous boyfriend yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. It was absolutely. I, I love that it, they they made the weapons a personal have a personality. Yeah, yeah. Like they hadn't done it so like really at all before this. Like he, you had seen that he cared for his weapon uh, quite a bit right, up until yeah. this point, but there was no real personality attached to them in my mind yeah, up to this right. point. Yeah, and it, it's the closest. <laughs> like it's like a Doctor Strange's. Um, Cloak, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cloak, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. And uh, you know what? Uh, <laughs> the the relationship that he had with his weapons in this it makes the the line in Thor Ragnarok, "Oh, your hammer pulled you off," like even worse. Uh, like it's like, <laughs> oh my true gosh, yeah, yep. man, it was so good. I love oh it. Oh my god, your hammer pulled you off, <laughs> dude. Korg, oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Korg, Korg yes, again is just... yes. I just love it. I, like man. every scene that Korg was in, like I love his narration. He had what three scenes of narration? Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it was incredible. Like he started the whole thing off. Like, yeah, talking about like he narrated to I guess was it New Asgard or who, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, at whatever, the beginning yeah. he was on that other planet. Oh, with yeah, those yeah. Blue, the other, blue folk. And yeah. he was just narrating on how Thor. Like he was doing a very good like exposition for us as yes. the, as the audience, but like telling about what Thor's been up to to lead to this moment, like kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then he did it again when when Mighty Thor came on the scene. Yeah, when Jane. Yeah. Oh gosh, man. Yeah, that was. I, good. I love it, man. I love it. Him and him and uh, Michael Pena's character need to get together. Yes. Yes. I know. I that, know. That would be Luis, hilarious. Yes. All right. Well, wh- why don't we do this? There's a lot of things we're going to talk about on this episode. We're going to talk about the comedy. We're going to talk about you know the action. We're going to talk about gore. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the plot. We're going to talk about goats. Goats. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about the things we didn't like. There were some things there, that got yeah, some critiques. There were. There were some critiques. But let's yeah. just, why don't we just start? So we're talking about the, the funny, the comedy. Mm-hmm. Let's just, yeah. Let's, let's, let's just talk about all the funny. Yeah. Well, listen, a lot of people thought that the goat bit got old real quick. I was on board the whole time. Oh, me Every too. single yeah. time. And just even in, in the shadow realm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, even, especially in the shadow realm, man. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was, it was incredible. Um, and just in case you guys didn't know, the goats' names were Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder. Just to let you know. To tell you the truth, the way I see it is, if they were on screen, mm-hmm. it was a part of their personality. They needed to be doing it. Yeah, like it would have actually been disingenuous to the the way their characters have been set up so far if they had stopped doing it. Yeah. In my mind, it would have been the only time they didn't do it was when it, Thor mentioned meat. Yeah, and they yeah. stopped real quick. <laughs> yeah, meet other people and yeah, yeah. Uh, meeting yeah. other people, of course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, like it's, 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 for me, it actually continued. Like it, it made more sense for them to just continue doing it. Like I mean, I understand people. Oh, you know, it was it went on for too long. But yeah. it actually, it it flowed and it made sense for their characters to be continually doing it. Yeah, I I, 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 I love them. I love them. And I think like just for like this movie alone, like it, a lot of the stuff they 
pulled from from like the comics and stuff. So like you had to you had to have the goats in there. You had to have their personality. You had to have like all the stuff. It, it just flowed really good. So I think yeah. they they did an awesome job like bringing in like the the comedic like points and stuff like that. Oh too. yeah, for sure. All right, let's let's talk some of the highlights of the comedy. Some of the funniest moments. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one out. It it, it came off the heels of what I thought was like going to be the most damaging moment of the film. When Zeus apparently kills mm. Korg, I was like, "Oh yeah!" I was pissed. I couldn't believe it. Yes. And Thor's about to lose another friend. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. yeah. Lose somebody else. Yeah. 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 And uh, and then first of all, Thor like turned into a badass, and then yeah, just like wiped Zeus away. I mean, yeah. apparently not all the way because we'll get to that. Um, but uh, when he goes up to the rubble. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cor's like, Thor, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, apparently, Chronos uh, are only uh, alive in their faces. Yes. But their mouths. Their mouths. Oh my gosh! And then like later, Valkyrie. No, she, she ties her to the back of her hair. And that, yes. That point of view yes. camera. There's like a GoPro. And, and not like, only that, not only that, but the, the fact that with the way she tied him on there, it looked like he had a mustache. Was freaking yeah, hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. And so he's good. like, while she's in battle, he's trying to do the whistle. Oh, and yes. you can hear him be like, nope, that's not nope. it. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he, he keeps doing it. And when he does oh it, oh, I just, that, that's that whole scene at the, the, I forget the name of the place now. Shimano saved me. Omnipotent uh, City. The, uh, yes, Optimus. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Shimano. That, that whole scene was just incredible. Dude, when Absolutely they finally incredible. went and Korg's the last one off the seat, and he's like, you didn't say go. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that was hilarious. Like, he, of course. Because he's also so literal with everything that is like mm. brought to him, mm. like it, yeah. it is comedy. Like right, the everything hammer pulled that, you off. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. everything that he talks about is just so literal. Like he's like he was trying to follow the rules. Like if she said go, he would have been up and he would have went. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Like so that that was you know anything with Gore of course was hilarious, and you know um, so and it was just the, the there's something funny about the general neediness of Thor in a lot of ways, just like he's like, he just wants to belong. Yeah. Like, like you, like they, they place him as this person that everybody wants to be and everybody wants to, you know, be with, but there's also like this, like loneliness to him that they play off very, it, it, it gives him humanity, but they also use those moments to create extreme moments of uh, levity. So it plays very well. Like like the the scene that everyone has seen in the trailer with, you know, where um Star Lord is saying, Well, you you know If you ever lost. Yes. <laughs> just the people the imagine the people that you love. But look they, look into their eyes. Yes. Yeah. And and yeah. And then he like that that bow where he just like like all, all in that moment you know just Thor wants to be loved. And be, wants yeah, to be, be part of that. Like wants to be a part of something. And I feel like that's a great way that they've made this character who's this overpowered character, like, more relatable and use that in moments of levity, like I said. Mm. Yep. Yeah, good. There, there was a lot of scenes in here that was, like, really fun to me. And, like, I just want to say for, like, one thing, like, I really enjoyed that they weren't just, like, going for, like, one type of, like, comedy. They were, like, hitting it on all points. And for me, for, like, uh, somebody who... Um, who enjoys like a little bit of dark humor here and there. Uh, whenever Jane was like joking about her cancer here and there was like freaking hilarious to oh, me. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it Stage was, four of yeah. like what? 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> and Darcy's like, uh, four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. There was that. There was uh, Infinity Infinity Cones. Oh, like, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. hilarious. Um, <laughs> Infinity Cones. Yeah, it was that. <laughs> there like was, the ice cream yeah, parlor. Yeah, the ice cream yeah, parlor. The ice cream yeah. parlor. Um, when it gets to the end, it's like uh, Gorgon, like Dwayne, uh, and they're like a oh rocker, like Dwayne. Like, uh, that had to yes. be like a cosplay, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Like, yeah, that's the, the only thing I get to find. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it was all it was all great. It was all great. Yes, it, dude, just a freaking hilarious movie. It, re- it really was so funny. But like, I think I think the Stormbreaker and Mjolnir like subplot was yeah. hysterical. Like the fact that. Obviously, Thor's with Stormbreaker right now, but he sees Mjolnir's back. You said yeah. with, like he's in a relationship. Yeah, he's true. He is. <laughs> yeah. But like really the is, scene yeah. where he's like watching Mjolnir fly around and he's like, wait, is that, who's that? Like, what's what's going on? What is that? And then uh, he and then Mjolnir makes his debut in front of Thor by busting through a villain. And then he sees it and he's like reaching for it and he like gets ready to grab it and it flies away. And he's, yeah. like, da, da, da. he's like reaching, like uh-huh. trying to grab on. Oh, it's so funny, dude. Like. And then he sees it goes to Jane, and then he's like, "Oh, okay, uh, Mjolnir's back, like that kind of thing." And then <laughs> yeah. Stormbreaker just floats in and like all yeah. jealous. Well, one of the most amazing parts about that is that could have just been a joke throughout the entire movie, and it would have been funny and everything like that. But at the end, it literally is a storyline on its own right. You know, and the fact that he ends up back with Mjolnir. Yes, that's like, true. Like it's literally a story. Like it is them rekindling their relationship with each other in a lot of ways. Um, and, um, you, you kind of see, and when you think about it like this, the, what the, the oath or whatever he put on to, um, protect Jane to protect Jane, like that was literally just like, it, it, it was, it was like it, it, in a romantic comedy where like, oh, well, this is what's best for them and their relationship. And that was what it was doing. It was protecting, Mjolnir was protecting Jane Foster. So they couldn't be together because it wasn't what was best. But when everything was resolved, they were able to get back together because now they could really be with who they wanted to be with. Yeah, yeah, like, man. Like, that's how I see that, like, playing out. Like, it's a real relationship that actually happened between him and this piece of metal. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. It was just wild. Speaking of a piece of metal, how BA was it that Mueller got to like break up into oh, pieces man. and yeah, like yeah. shatter into like its enemies? Like yeah. Yeah. that it alone was, was like mind blowing. Like that was yeah. insane. It so became a multiple projectile. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was like shooting like a machine gun, dude. Yeah. Like it, it blew up and it went into all the villains and then like yeah. reappeared. But I think like when they were fighting on the Shadow Realm and it reappeared onto the shadow creature and like kind of like kind of made it explode as it was coming back. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. Just, it was so yeah, because didn't Jane like hold like this? Yeah, the she was handle, holding this, the handle, and yeah. then the, the pieces came in and submerged on its head. And yeah, blew, yeah, it was sick. It's so wild. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. And I and I love the fact that like it was like super violent, but because the the blood of the gods was gold. Like, oh. It, that it, scene. It, yeah. it made it even incredible. In more incredible. It was yeah. so over the top with the violence yes. in that scene. But like you said, because it was gold, it it, it just didn't yeah. feel bad. No, it did not. But it, if you change that to red, it would be a horrifying horrific, scene. Yeah. yeah, extremely horrific. But yeah. Yeah. well, I think it was also because they. I didn't see them. As, I don't think those were really gods and i think they were like, like henchmen yeah they were like yeah you know guards like, manifested from yes, by Zeus like yeah I, yeah, feel, yeah I feel like they were just like yeah yeah like they were like fake like right basically yeah 
They were throwaways. NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> and they were being thrown away. Yeah, they, they were, were they literally were like... But, yeah. but again, it's like similar to Ragnarok, like the way Taika does these movies, like they don't feel yeah. like gory. Huh? Oh, like, hey. Uh, yeah, there you go. No, but seriously, they don't feel like over the top in violence. Like even in Ragnarok, a lot of the deaths that happen, you don't really even see like the person die. Yeah. It's insinuated right. that they die, but you don't really like see yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so <laughs> that scene in Omnipotent City where people are just getting wrecked and there's gold <laughs> blood going everywhere. Yeah. It just, but, it, but it just felt fun still, despite it, the fact that it, it did, was It did feel violent. fun. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, oh, yeah. no, go ahead. No, you, well, you I was going to say, any other funny moments? Because we should, we should get moving. We could, we could literally do a whole pod just on the comedy. Yeah, we really could. Um, Anything else I mean, you want to say? Nothing that jumps out right now. Okay, I'll give everyone a free pass throughout the rest of the podcast. If you remember a funny moment, it's okay to diverge and remind us of it because, as you said, Justin, this might be maybe the yeah. funniest Marvel movie. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. I think Ant-Man. so. Uh, the Old Spice commercial. Oh, the Old Spice commercial. <laughs> <laughs> the, yes. the, the Ant-Man movies might contend, if I'm honest, but this, is, this was hilarious. It was. This yeah. was hilarious. Right, what if we go to Thor next? Let's let's actually talk about Thor himself. Shimano kind of dived into it a little bit earlier, but um, this we're talking about. I believe this guy has the most movies, dedicated movies of any character in MCU. Most solo movies, yes. yes. He's got to yes. right. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He's the only one with he's four. The, yeah, he's the only one who's gotten to four. Okay. Um, and it looks like he's going to have no, a fifth, fifth one, which it, is awesome. It does. Again, it's setting up for that. We will get there. Promise. All you Richmond fans will get there. <laughs> um, but uh, let's talk about Thor, man. Like, like Shimano, we'll, I'm going to let you start because, again, at the beginning of this movie, you could just feel like he what – did, what did actually Star-Lord tell him? He's like, dude, you've been living for like a thousand years, but you still – don't, don't know yourself. Don't know yourself. Okay. Yeah, you could tell he was just yearning for love and care. Yes. Like, he just, like, has this this need to belong that just, like... Uh, and I really do think they've used it in a, a great way to make him vulnerable. And the way I see it is, it's the thing that's missing in a lot of, um, like, Superman movies, to tell you the truth, is that, like... He's this. He's a literal god, and he he has these. Well, you can't give him too many physical flaws, so you give him like these emotional flaws that make him likable as well. Right. Like, yeah. and you you add these things in, and it just creates this character that you know, even though he's the, a chiseled man, there's this <laughs> like there's this, a hurt child in there. Yeah, like there's a yeah there's someone who longs to belong. And to have people in his life that he feels like, you know, he can call family. Because he has missed so much in his life. And had so much taken away from him in a lot of ways. Oh, he's had and almost everything taken yeah, away from him. Like, yeah, like, le- legitimately, I mean, you know, in for the most part, in abrupt and violent ways, in a, for the most part. You know, everyone in his life has really been taken away from him in just, like, like I said, just, like, it's quick. Yeah. And it's pretty violent. Like, even, like... Uh, it, it, maybe Odin's death wasn't violent, but it was for sure quick. You know, it was, you know, oh, he's just off on Earth, and then he's gone, and he's dead. And it's like, your dad's gone. And then, it, like, his mom's death was violent and quick. All of Loki's deaths were violent and quick. Yeah, all um, of them. <laughs> dude, they showed you know? all of them, too. They did. Yes. Oh, again. Man, again. Yeah. And again. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You know, and then like even like the loot, the the loss of um, Asgard itself. 
you know, being a very, you know, and, and he just, he's this person who doesn't, I feel like he just doesn't feel like he has a home. Like he, like he doesn't have a home. He doesn't have anywhere to tie himself to. So he feels adrift in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I, I think Chris Hemsworth has has really found his his voice and has really found the way to play this character yeah. because, I mean, yes, he has has uh, tapped into a very comedic side of the character, but this whole like lost out of uh, kind of out of place vulnerable uh, vulner, vulnerable he he really does a good job of uh, of diving yeah. into that vulnerability to kind of make you relate more to the yeah. character because I mean, be honest with you, like we're all kind of like as vulnerable as, as Thor trying to find our place in this world. Like, yeah. and, and Chris Hemsworth really kind of plays, plays it up and you really feel it even more the way yeah. he does it. So. Well, Oh, go ahead, Markham. I was going to say too, like going along like with all of that, like even if you've, you guys go back and look at the specials on like Disney plus of like where Thor was spending his time during like civil war and yes. stuff like that, where he was like, he had a roommate, like yeah. it was all <laughs> very like Daryl. Yeah, Daryl, it was all very, like, forced. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, like, forcing, trying to, like, find his way, find his place. Right. And I think it's him putting up walls, like, with himself, like, kind of, like, how we do sometimes. Where, like, we don't want to attach ourselves to someone because, mm-hmm. like, we know that, we know what the sacrifice that can come from that. And so I think that's what, like, made this movie so good, what made the past mm-hmm. Thor movie so good. Yeah. And, like, you have, like, this one character who has experienced all of this loss and like he kind of composes with that like making a joke out of it yeah. or like playing it off like oh yeah i'm gonna keep everybody like an arm's length yeah literally yeah. Like literally an arm, yeah. An arm's yeah. Length. Yeah. well this is what i love about thor and it's not in this movie i'm going to reference endgame but this is actually what i love about when thor became fat thor yeah and yes. depressed thor and like yes. going through the thick of it mm-hmm. you know yeah. like him finding his voice him finding this character and like truly making this character special Thor responded to all of his loss in Endgame in a way that a ton of people would exactly yeah, yeah by exactly. drinking and ordering pizza all the time isolating yourself isolating the world like keeping a I yeah mean, keeping control of who's around you like he, he absolutely he, Meek and Korg he specifically kept them around Korg makes no sense with with anything that he ever does and Meek no. doesn't even speak yeah so like Yep. He, of course, you're going to keep them around because Korg's going to be your hype man. He's going to well, be your dude, biggest like. Thor yep. can comfortably talk yeah. to hammers and axes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So he got, he can get by just talking to them. Yeah. Of course, Korg and Meek are going to be great for him. So like, even in Endgame, like it made sense. And some people, you know, like didn't like that because they wanted to see Thor be strong. And I'm like, dude, like he's still strong. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. But like he he's really, man, he's made this character so special. Yep. And like. I'm just one more thing. One more thing. I'm just so glad that they didn't kill Thor. I mean, I, you know, I'm not like saying I'm happy they killed Jane, of course, but I'm just glad that they didn't end like Chris Hemsworth here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Correct. keep him going, man. Yeah, keep him going. man. Yeah. I love it. it. Like just with this, like I was just gonna say with this character again, like the anxiety that's there that's from this guy from what he's been going through is so relatable like it's so relatable uh, we could put ourselves in like in that place like a million times over and this dude's been alive for like a thousand years and like for him to be in this position is definitely like understandable like from what he's been going through and everything and 
I, I I don't know. I can't wait to see like what else they're gonna like bring with this character. I hope like it's a lot lot of more like development yeah. and stuff like that. But like what they've been doing so far is great, and what Chris Hemsworth has been doing with this character is phenomenal. Like it's really good. Yeah, the biggest thing that I would say is I hope that DC is paying attention. I know I said it before, but this is the blueprint for how you make Superman relevant. Like, because how can you, like, how can you literally feel for this person who is... Has no like, weakness. Has almost no weakness. Except for one. Thing, is, yeah. <laughs> you know, generally considered to be incredibly attractive, has no weaknesses. Like, how do you feel for this person? And I feel like Chris Hemsworth in the Marvel Universe has done a phenomenal job they of making you it. feel for this character and make him relatable. Yes. Like, yeah. like, oh, yeah. like I just feel like it's it's... It's incredible how much of a journey he's gone on, and like through all four movies, he has had such an incredible journey. Like I think sometimes we forget who he was in the first act of the first Thor movie. He oh, was yeah. this arrogant, over the top, like in love with himself person. Right. Yeah. Like he really was. He thought he was the perfect being. Yep. You know, and so I feel like he had to he, get humiliated. Yes, he had to literally be humiliated, and then like this the journey he has been on. And I think that's like it really points to how much he has grown. That we've kind of forgotten what how he was in that first act of the first movie. I need a horse. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, we another, only have another dogs another, or cats. another. Yeah. We exactly. only have dogs or cats here. <laughs> well, then I'll take the largest one that you could ride. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Crazy. All right. Uh, final thoughts on just—I mean, we're we're gonna talk obviously about Thor throughout the review, but uh, anything else that you want to say about Thor and his just his journey right now? I mean, his his longing to be loved. Um, I mean, that okay. definitely that definitely played up in this movie. Obviously, yep. love, love and yeah. thunder. Yep. Um, multiple meanings of love and thunder, by the way, in this movie. But uh, I mean, he Chris Hemsworth he just conveys it so well in this in this movie, like. The, the fact that he's he's longing he, he he literally shows a longing for for this and uh, he doesn't realize what it is that he wants until Jane comes back on the scene and I feel yeah. like that relationship right there um, especially like where the, the montage I show of them and then where they are now yeah um, yeah I, I'm, I'm definitely on board with that so one. hold that thought on the montage yes yes but this is a good segue to Jane yes so let's talk about Jane next um I do want to talk about that montage, but real quick before we get there, the first glimpses we get of Jane is literally on an MRI. Yeah, you're right. Bed, yeah, right? coming out. Of the yeah, MRI. yeah. So yeah, like immediately you're like, uh oh. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That can't be good. No. And I think did you did everyone here know about the backstory of her having cancer in the comics? Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's, everyone's pretty familiar with it. So pretty much a lot of people predicted that that was going to be the premise for why she became mighty Thor. Right. Yeah. makes total sense. And like, um, I'll say just briefly, I love the way that worked out with like the, her body deteriorating every time she powered up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I thought that was good, but let's talk about Jane. Um, I will have some critique in here, so it's not all like roses for me yeah um not all guns and roses for me on this one <laughs> guns, guns and roses. but i did love the montage of just getting like thor being like in a relationship a normal person like, yeah like sh- showing them like living life together yeah, was awesome. exactly yeah it was awesome but yet like 
you also heartbreaking as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, because you got to see like the the, the, det- the rise and fall like, of the, the slow of deterioration yeah. of their relationship. Yes, and the fact that they did it to themselves, like they they themselves built the walls between them. Like yeah. they was, overworked, yeah. they overextended. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, but like e- even like the scenes of them on the couch, they were moving a little bit further and further apart. Like on the couch. Yes, correct. and it was just like you could just see like them. Mm-hmm. The physical distance was literally you know showing their emotional distance. Right. Yep. And I'm gonna use my one uh, my one funny pass now uh, with Thor. One funny pass. Yeah. This is all you get. All right, this is the last one. Uh, when Thor had um, Nick Fury like logged into his phone as Nick Nick Fury. Oh yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, dude, it's really sick. (laughs) Um, Priceless. Yeah, yeah, and him just taking like phone calls like whether at dinner and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but that was pretty funny. Yeah, and the the numerous amount of times he left on the Bifrost and she's just like sitting (laughs) there watching, glowing up. Yeah, you see it like light up and make the noise, and and then boom, he's gone. Yeah. Um. And then, like, the conversation they have later of, like, you left me, but no, you left me. And then, like, we left each other leaving each other, like, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. Um, gosh, man. Like, that, you're right. The montage, it really was something else. Um, yeah. You got to see them grow together, which we never got to see that. No. Like, no. this is obviously, presumably, taking place in between, like, Thor and Thor Dark World, right? Like, that's... Because by the end of Thor the Dark World, they're, they're Bales, separate, right? right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're not together anymore. So um, the, presumably that's when it's taking place, like in, in my mind. So I, that's how I gathered it to be. So I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But the montage. Who cares? Though? Who yeah, cares? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. They, 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 they played it up. Like it was super cheesy. Uh, them that was very that, like if you're gonna say what well, was a rom com that was that was the moment that was the moment right like yeah but then it got it got sad real quick yeah yeah well but yeah. the thing that's very rom commy too so like you see a lot of times where it's like this like deterioration of this relationship that you know it's supposed to be great yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you could even see like her physical emotions, like whenever he's like opening up the Bifrost mm-hmm. and he's like leaving, and like you see like the surroundings glowing. Like at first, she was like excited or or sad when he left, or excited when like when he showed back up, yeah. and then like it cuts to the scene. Like one that like really hit home is like when she's like laying in bed and like she's on her side, and then it glows up, and there's no emotion. It's nope. de- it's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like she knew. Yeah. Like she heartbreaking. Kn- yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Jane. She's got cancer. She um. Darcy shows up when she's like going through chemo. Yeah, yeah. with hot Cheetos and other chips. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep. And um, she ends up going to New Asgard. Yeah. And uh, she's standing by the mural of Mjolnir. Yeah. That's a tongue mm. twister right the there. The debris. Yeah. The debris and the debris. And uh, this is also where we see Daryl. Yeah. Which was Darryl, great. Tour yeah. guide. Tour guide Daryl. Tour guide Daryl. Awesome. <laughs> Former roommate of Thor. Yeah. <laughs> That just says it's canon. Like team, it's canon. Team, You're team, right. Yeah, team totally. Thor is canon. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. First critique about Jane. Yeah. Um, there's many for me. There's but, many, and it's not all Natalie Portman's fault. I think a lot of my critiques aren't anything to do with the actors. It's. <sighs> I do have one critique about the actor, but anyway. okay, that's fair. Well, my first critique is that we didn't. We never saw Mjolnir power up. Like we never saw Mjolnir come together choose Jane. We right. saw it vibrating. I understand that they insinuated that it's going to like call to her. I get that. But we didn't see it. And then the first time we see Jane, she's already got it all figured Fully out. Fully established. Yeah. That that kind of crap pisses me off in movies, man. Yeah. When they just rush something like that, can't stand it. Yeah. Can't stand it. Yeah, and for me like the character of the character of Jane like 
she had several moments of like awkwardness of like, oh yeah, like hey, I'm super powered, like I'm 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 Thor now, that kind of thing. Like, but like in the comic books, she this the, when she becomes Mighty Thor, she uses her power and like she's strong now and she's mighty and she kind of like th- like pushes it back against Thor and his like seductiveness and like she's like i don't need you i don't like she puts up a she puts up a front like okay i can do this on my own type of deal whereas in the movie she kind of felt like she was like a giddy schoolgirl around thor and then i don't i mean i don't know i think that i, I don't think that natalie portman portrayed that to be i don't know it, it wasn't realistic like she it looked cheesy it looked like she was forcing it i don't know i just wasn't buying it yeah well, for me, like with her like whole like persona and everything, like I don't think it was like her being as like a giddy schoolgirl. I think it was more so the fact that she was trying to hide the fact that she had cancer around Thor. Like she didn't want him to like know that like she was sick or like she needed him or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I think she was so like focused on the fact that I'm this mighty Thor now. Like I'm trying to find this catchphrase. Like give me your tips on battle that sort of thing. I don't have cancer. Like I think that's what she's trying to like. That's what <laughs> felt. That's what felt forced to me, is that she's trying to like hide something and like protect that side of herself because she didn't need anybody like feeling sorry for her, uh, sorry for her, or um, feeling like they have to like fix her problems. Hmm. Yeah, and then it all comes to that point where he's like, "I love yeah. you. I have cancer." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah like I want to spend the rest of my life with you, type of deal. Yeah, and right. Then, oh yeah, about that. I'm gonna die I'm soon. Dying yeah. soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we're pulling up on the shadow realm so yeah time to get to don't, ha- don't have time to talk about this right now it's like when you're in the car with your wife and like you're having a really difficult conversation and we're here so yeah. we gotta clock in yeah exactly. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. worse <laughs> <laughs> it's tough all right other thoughts on jane um like in general i was like i was kind of okay with jane kind of disappearing i didn't necessarily need her coming back into the storyline at all truthfully um, so you're happy she died of cancer? I mean, say what you really think. Yeah, dude, just say it if sure. you mean it, dude. <laughs> hey, I'm well, just going to say this: Valhalla looks lit. Oh, oh. Like, it looks pretty. <laughs> hey, yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. Reddit. I did see a cool theory that said when Thor spoke to Mjolnir to say to protect her, Mjolnir knew that he couldn't actually protect her, but what he could do. Is was guaranteed. called to her and guarantee that she gets into Valhalla. Yes. Which is a really cool theory. Yep. Really cool theory. That's pretty yeah, that's pretty sick. So shout out whoever that dude was or or gal on uh Reddit. You know, yeah. on Reddit. I don't I didn't <laughs> I can't give proper credit, but yeah. that was a cool theory. I was like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, in general, like I was kind of with the way that it had kind of played out and she kind of just disappeared, I would have been okay with like her not coming back in any form or fashion. I was I was much cooler with the reemergence of a couple other characters, um, although she didn't appear a whole lot. I did love seeing Thor come. Or I'm sorry, Sif come back. Oh yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. Very under and she survived. Yes, yeah. and she survived. Um, I like I was team. I've been team Sif since yeah day one. Hey, how big of a miss was it for Marvel to not have uh, Sif's arm in Valhalla at the end, end credit scene? <laughs> like just, that would have been hilarious. Yeah, that seems like that, something that Taika yeah. would have done. That yeah, might be the especially since he right literally there. states, 
Your arm might have might be involved. Might be involved. Yeah, but, but you survived, so we need to get you to help. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, that, that might be that one of the been biggest misses. Yeah. That's good. It, it would have been like a hilarious <laughs> moment, like seeing like uh, Jane, like in um, Jane and uh, shoot, what's his name? I don't Heimdall? know. Yeah, Heimdall. Heimdall. Like at like at like at the table, and everybody's like drinking meat, and you see Sif's arm, and just then like, like it flap yeah, it away. Just, just flap. Oh no! Like holding like, a meat, holding yeah. a meat, and then like she lets go, and then like waves hey, yeah, and then, and then like goes back to like holding the meat, yeah, holding yeah. the meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Jeez. Okay. Um, I do want to get to some critiques here in a second. Yeah. Um, but there's one more character we should discuss at length, and I think you know where I'm going. Yeah. And it's actually the beginning of the film, which Wait, side oh, note, yeah, side so note, side story, film, yes. side story. <laughs> Me and Justin are having a fit oh. sitting right next to each other in the theater. This is one of the most memorable experiences for me <laughs> and it's it's like comedic justice that uh sweat is not here with us tonight so man. sweat we miss you man hope you're listening basically we all were going to see this movie together sweat is coming from a part of town where he had to get on the certain interstate that we all that most of us traveled on at, to some degree in some direction but Sweat, unfortunately, was coming from a direction where there was like road work or an accident or something, and he was running late. So yep. it starts with him asking us if somebody can get him some popcorn and a drink, which Shimato did. And then as time goes on, he's like, boys, I think I'm going to be late. And then we're sitting in the theater. Our showtime is 940. Yeah. At 942, there was like a weird, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was like a weird delay between like, the the stuff that runs in the movie theater before they switch over to trailers. It's like a glitch. There was like a glitch. It was something. It was like a delay. There's nothing there, and then the the room got dark. And normally for trailers, it doesn't go completely dark. Correct. It goes dark, and then the welcome to IMAX little thing. The comes countdown up. starts. The countdown yeah. starts. Yeah. And Justin says, "Dude, this movie's about to start." And, and I <laughs> I looked at you. I said, "No way, dude. There's trailers first. Yeah. And shout out to you. You were right. But essentially what happens in our movie theater, while we are getting text messages from Sweat, from Sweat saying, I should be okay, right? Because I'll probably, hopefully I'll walk in during trailers. <laughs> I literally text him in our group thread, thread and I say, oh my gosh, it's starting. Yeah. And, and as I'm typing, I'm thinking. He's not going to believe he's me. He's not going to believe yeah. me. So I sent like four or in five row, messages yeah. like like the desperate like dude trying to like yeah. convince the girl to listen to him. And I'm like. <laughs> I'm not even kidding with you right now. The movie just started with no trailers. And he says, what? Are you for real? Yeah. And like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it, guys. I've never been to a movie where nope. that's happened. Yeah. No, no, me, me either. No, no. You've been to a ton of movies. I've been to a, a lot of movies. Yeah. Trust me. Well, Di- Diamond status on my, uh, on, my, on my app. Shout uh, out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, never, never have there not been trailers. But usually, you can rely on fifteen minutes of trailers. Absolutely, oh, at yeah. minimum. Yeah. On a minimum. premiere yeah. night, you're getting like twenty five, like twenty five, yeah. thirty. So Sweat would have been fine if he, if he, if there were trailers. But yeah, no, no, no. They just drop you straight in with Gore, Gore yeah. and his daughter, Dude. and I'm like, the Sweat's missing this whole. I couldn't believe opening it. sequence. Yeah. And then he actually missed the opening sequence plus plus half, Thor's opening halfway sequence. through the, th- yeah. the Thor's yeah. opening sequence. Well, well, here's the thing. Like, here's the thing that I don't know if you guys noticed well, like, when you guys were watching the movie, but here's the guarantee glitch. Like the the little like lights like right above like came on like halfway through the movie. Like it was very subtle. Oh, really? But like halfway through the movie, like I noticed like the lights like above like were still on. Like those little orange lights like they they came back on like halfway through the movie. I didn't, oh, I didn't notice. notice yeah, yeah. I, I didn't notice when they came back on, but like 
I'm like, those should be off. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there was something wrong with our theater for sure. And unfortunately, yep. sweat. And that's what he gets for skipping on the pod and showing up late. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? This yeah. is justice, but R-R-P. cosmic, cosmic <laughs> gore justice for sweat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sweat misses the opening of this film, which literally is the death of Gore's daughter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about gore in this movie, boys. Yeah, uh, Christian. There wasn't enough Christian Bale. That's all I gotta say. Like this is this is a big critique for me. Oh, we start on the yeah. critiques here. Oh well, the Let's fact appreciate is, him first. Well, hold on. Like the fact is, we are introduced to this character, and it's it's quite the introduction. Like yeah, uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's 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 deep. It's it's brutal. Moving. Yeah. It's moving. Yeah, and it's uh it's 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 very relatable if you have children. Like what the extent that you're willing to do to to you know save your children, to bring your children back, to all that kind of stuff, like. And then he's underutilized through the rest of that. Like it just—I don't know. He was an—he was a yeah. great character. Christian Bale did a phenomenal job uh, the moments that he was on the scene. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I—I was—I was a little underwhelmed. Yeah, they didn't give him a whole uh, a whole lot of time on screen by comparison um, to what you'd see in a lot of other villains. But he when he was on screen, he was a he was a force yeah. when he was on I agree. screen. I agree. Um, you know, so it was, you know, he, he was intense and he was driven and, you know, he had this thought out plan that he like it, you could see the steps in his, you know, as he was going along and you could see that he knew what he was doing and he knew who, what his plan was he, he and how he was going to he get portrayed he madness go. in a good way. Like, yes. like uh, just the way like there's that madness where you're like, OK, that's like a little too much, a little too extra. But like he portrayed madness yeah. and you're like, dude, that's believable. Like he, everything that he's hitting right now is a hundred percent believable. Like yeah, it, it, it was good for for me. This was American Psycho, Christian. Bale. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, I got like, vibes of that too. Like, like this was like all the serious moments of this movie came from like his scenes. Yeah. Like when you think of like his, just like his like his moments where like Thor's like looking around and like he just sees him standing from afar. Right. Like that that was moving. Um, his scene like with the children and him like cutting off or like ripping off the head of like that creature like. That was moving, mm-hmm. like his like his portrayal of like this villain was so moving and like to be honest with you, like I could understand why he's doing it, and that's the thing. Like when you when you see a villain, you know he's the villain of like a movie or like a series, and you understand why he's doing it, and like you see the portrayal of that. I just feel like Marvel and the writers of this movie did a really good job like portraying his villain because like even yeah. though like you didn't entirely like hate him for what he was doing, like you could understand why. He perceived that sort of thing. Like, even with that scene when you have, like, Thor in that city, like, talking to Zeus. Like, even Thor felt that frustration, like, from from the gods. Yeah. And so, like, seeing him, like, you could understand, like, why he became, like, this villain and why he made a vow to destroy all the other gods. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, for me, Gore was terrifying. Mm -hmm. You know, if he's on screen, I'm paying attention, I'm captivated. And at times, I am horrified. Yeah, absolutely. The problem was he wasn't on screen much. Correct. And for being a god butcher, there wasn't many gods that he butchered. Dude, so here's my thing. Here's, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say my critique, and then I'm going to talk a little bit more about what I loved about Gore. I said this about Multiverse of Madness as well. This is two straight blockbuster Marvel movies that were not long enough. And I know I'm gonna sound like a spoiled brat right now, but it just infuriates me 
that Feige expected us to sit through and watch all of Eternals when it was two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. then you, you sign up Christian Bale to be a villain in the new Thor movie. And he's hardly utilized. Yeah, it correct. made zero sense. It is so frustrating. And if the movie wasn't so damn funny, I would be so upset with this movie. Yeah, but I agree. because it's so funny, I'm probably gonna watch it a ton. You give it a pass, right? Yeah, but it's so frustrating. And from what I've read, there's a ton of scenes of Christian Bale that they didn't use. I heard there's a four-hour cut. There's oh a four-hour cut. Don't of this movie. start with that, dude. Uh, I'm, I'm serious. That's, like, that's what I'm saying. How yeah. frustrating, man. Yeah. Like, the movie wasn't even two hours. And I'm not saying it needs to be... It could have used... It, it doesn't fif- have to be Endgame. Listen, it doesn't have to be three hours. Listen, it could have used 15 more minutes of just gore going on Rampage, like, developing a character where you are truly, like, trembling when he's on the exactly. screen. Exactly. Yeah. Like, we saw the remnants of him killing some gods. Right, yeah. As one, said. No, one god. Well, there were some of them hanging, and they showed some yeah. clips. Some, some clip. It would have been really cool to have seen, like... Some fight scenes. See, yes. Like, yes. you see Sif come in, and, like, you see her her triumphant return, and then you actually see her lose her arm. Exactly. And you're like, whoa, like, what's happening? There's so many scenes Yeah, where... it would have been... You could give them that, like, a good five minutes where, like, you know, he, you know, they said, oh, that's the nicest guy you'll ever meet. I could have been showing him doing something really nice. Okay. And then, and then just, like, Gore just coming in and literally okay. just brutalizing him. Imagine you, you're watching Black Panther, and you don't see Killmonger at the museum. You don't see Killmonger kill Claw. You don't see Killmonger do all these awesome things. You would feel ripped off. Correct. That is literally, you'd feel confused. Yep. So to some extent, they're lucky that Christian Bale's amazing still. He didn't necessarily need that much screen time. But us knowing what we know about the character and the actor, it's like, why not give us more? I will, I'm about to make a bold statement. I, I might not ever forgive Marvel for making me feel like I should care about Eternals for nearly three hours when they keep selling us short on Multiverse of Madness and Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. It pisses me off, man. So that is my that is by far my biggest critique of this movie. Um, to spend, who knows what they spend on Christian Bale, but to spend that kind of money to get him and then to not use him? It doesn't make any sense. I told my brother, for our sports fans, it's like signing Randy Moss and having him do screenplays. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing yeah, here, man? Exactly. It's yep. a joke. It's a joke. But, well, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Speaking of Marvel's Eternals, we got to see some uh, pretty cool, like, unnamed Sentinels in here. I don't know if you guys call it that, but there was, like, two um, right there at the uh, scene where they go to that city to meet Zeus. Omnipotent city. Yeah. 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 Um, there was two, like, I saw one from like when they first entered, and then like when when they escape like on that tourist ship or whatever, and they go through the window, uh, you see two like like turning their heads and like looking at them, and then like once you get to the once they get to like the shadow realm and you see the statues and everything, like you see like one sentinel shaped like head. I I don't know. I thought it was a pretty cool tie-in, and hmm. like who I didn't knows, catch like, that. Yeah, yeah. Who, no, I I saw that too. Um, I, I mean, it was it was cool a cool payoff, but uh, as far as like, I mean just the establishment in the universe, like having them in the universe. Correct. Um, but it was just kind of in the background. So, yeah. So let, let me say um, a couple more things about gore, because 
I was completely really my 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 frustration was is with Feige on Gore, and I hate to say that because I love the man. Yeah, because he's blessed me. <laughs> and Feige, I trust, but I mean lately it's like yeah, just give us a little more. Um, Christian Bale, dude. All right, listen. Um, the whole opening scene captivating. Yes, he makes you believe. Sorry, sweat. Terrifying. That's right. Sorry, sweat. <laughs> Terrifying, horrifying. Honestly maniacal mm. at times you are like the seriousness of that he has where he's going into new asgard right yeah and he's it's horrifying but then also a couple two scenes in mind that honestly remind me of the joker oh from dark knight okay it's with the children Ooh. tell me that didn't feel like I'm talking the, about like where he yeah. rips the head off yeah, where, he's, yeah. where he's like teasing the children yeah. Like, tell me that's not something that Joker would have done. Oh, for yeah, sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then um, later when he has Thor and Valkyrie and Jane all caught up in his like web, and he goes primarily Ooh, to, to primarily yeah. to Jane and Valkyrie, the way he's talking to them to convey his point, and it's like, yeah, dude, you're right. He's, I feel you. And he's strangling them? Like he's, he's strangling yeah. them. And you could see Valkyrie crying like she's agreeing yeah. with him. She's agreeing with him. Yeah. He's making a valid point. The so gods it's like, let yeah. them down. It's yeah. really maniacal. It's and it's almost hysterical, not in a funny way, but in like a in a maddening way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was just it was captivating, man. And yeah. again, I just under underutilized. Oh, under like I just wish we could have got the only dialogue we got with him and gods was Thor and the <laughs> whoever his freaking sun god was. Yeah, in the beginning. At the yeah. beginning, who that yeah. dude yeah. was a total douchebag. So yeah, yeah. I don't blame him, dude. But I feel like the biggest thing to like take away from this is like, like he put his full trust on like whoever the sun god was, right? Yeah. Right. And I think like his feelings were genuine right there in that scene, but then like the rest of it is like a balance between like his feelings and then from like his corruption from the Necrosword. Correct. So like, it's like they intertwined. Like he still had these feelings, but like right. what was driving him was the corruption from this Necrosword and the need to slay all these other gods. Right. Because, sorry. Because that's what he was, that's what the Necrosword's for. That's what it's meant to do. And so, like, it it prowled, like, on, on these feelings that he had towards his personal god. And he's like, all right, now I'm going to take out all my vengeance on all these other gods. Mm. Because, Gosh. like, it like it's like he rounded it up, like, all in one. Like, all gods are bad. All of this. And I think that had more to do with the Necrosword. But then, like, it really, like, like hooked in to, onto his personal feelings and like what, like the what he the, experienced. I mean, what he experienced yeah. with like with with the god that he loves up to and he worships and he, and in the end, like he sacrificed his daughter for. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, man. So great character, great premise of him, but he was just underutilized in the end. Yeah. And uh, what I loved is like you you saw all of, all of his stuff, and I one reason I think. Um, the, the scene in Omnipotent City is so under, is underrated in what it actually tells you in the story because you're like the whole time you're like, you're seeing him and you're like, Oh, he wants to kill gods. He wants to kill gods. And Omnipotent City shows you some of these gods deserve what they are getting. This might be the And you get to see them do this to a hero. Right. You know? So it makes it seem it, it blurs the lines a little bit between like hero and villain and like you're seeing this happen to Thor, the lead character. You know, like he's he is a god. He's 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 getting disenfranchised with his own 
realm of people with, with someone who is literally his hero as we heard yo oh, don't don't meet your heroes right exactly you know like so it's very interesting because i feel like that that scene is set up to be look like it's like you know oh this over exuberance this you know you're seeing zeus you're seeing all this stuff happen you're seeing you're seeing oh they're failing to build this army but it's also showing you how disinterested and how separated and uncaring the gods are from their people so you're literally seeing from gore's point of view further in this scene that has nothing to do with gore this might be the most accurate portrayal of zeus in any uh any media because he is such a like a pompous like, yes like uh, 100%. a pompous yeah. horn dog yes exactly <laughs> exactly yeah uh, zeus and his zeusettes like they're just like they're yeah. surrounding him and he's like just the way he is so carefree and uh just because he's zeus he expects certain things like I don't know. It was it, the scene overall was fantastic. Yeah. Like, and even Russell Crowe and like his terrible fake Greek accent yeah. that he was yeah. doing, like it, it kind of fit. It, it kind of fit the whole scene and uh, like his movements, like when he like came from around the podium and like he does a little yeah. like side like step with his feet or whatever, yeah. and you're like. He looks like he's just like they look. It makes him look like ridiculous. Yeah, is exactly. really what it yes. is. Like everything about it, like the way he talks, the way the way well, he then, even when he gets close to Thor and he's like whispering to him and he's like, uh, but like and lastly, sugar cakes. Like uh, like he's like, supposed to be in that moment. He's like you would expect him to be menacing. Yeah, but he's not exactly. Like, he's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, this whole scene, like he's put on a show. Like he's put on yeah. a show. Yeah. Like, yeah. All all the other gods, like his fans, like all that yeah. kind of stuff. But then, like when like push comes to, when push comes to shove and he gets down to it, like he's scared, like like he's like yeah. worried about like what's he doesn't going want happen. to lose his status, right? Like oh no, no it's not just uh, well when you think about it, when you're immortal, right? Like the idea of the potentiality of death is even more terrifying because at least as immortal, you know it's coming. Death yeah. is on the horizon. Yeah, as an yeah. immortal, if you dodge dangerous situations. There's a possibility you may never die. Right. Like, so there is yeah. that, like, idea of you may be mortal, but the idea of death is even more terrifying. Yep. Yeah, that's true, man. I, I wonder if uh, uh, the dumpling god Bao felt the same way. Dude, yep. that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty sick. That was pretty funny. Yes. I did. I did love that. <laughs> oh, man. All that's right. so wild. Uh, what other critiques do you guys have? I mean, for me, my biggest two was was Gore uh, and then Natalie Portman and like some of the, some of her uh, mannerisms. But I had another one, okay, and it was too much children. That was that was my <laughs> yeah that was, yeah, my that was next critique. That was uh... listen, I would have been fine with them being in trapped in a cage, them trying to get them and like opening the cage and like letting them run free. Like I'm fine with that. But the fact that you like literally empower them with weapons and you yeah. have like a children army fighting and then not only that but you have like a uh, at the at the very last the uh, last scene you have a, a child and thor fighting together like i don't know i mean that was it was that was okay the ending scene was fine but like it would have meant more if there wasn't a whole child army fighting before that i, I yeah i did feel like the child army was a little like yeah it was a little too playful like I, I know it was supposed to be comedic in a lot of ways but it was a little bit too like there was no stakes in that battle in my mind because yeah, they're no, not going to be. kill any of those children. No. Like, but you would have to imagine, like, some of them are dead. Yeah. 
Like, logically, in my mind, like, they didn't all make no, it. I, no, logically, in my mind, none of them died because there was no stakes in that situation. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the way I see oh, it. It was, yeah, well. it was very comedic. It was. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't picture them killing any of them. Like, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Well, On yeah. screen. It, well, I don't think at all because no, I feel like. But, but it makes sense that they some of them would die because, again, they're freaking children. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the how ridiculous that scene is. I know. That's why the me. scene's stupid. Is yeah. like there, there was no stakes. I think that that was the biggest thing. Yeah. Is there was no stakes in that scene because instantaneously, as soon as he empowered those kids, I was like, none of those kids are gonna die. Yeah, no way. No, like there, there's no like you know, there's no stakes because they're not. Nothing's going to happen here. Yeah, they're gonna they're going to knock off these pseudo Shadow villains. Creatures, yeah, yeah, like these yeah these little henchmen, and then nothing else is going to happen from this and i will admit like there were a couple of pretty comedic moments in there with the little girl and the bunny yeah and and the little girl with the whip you know that was in the princess uniform that was adorable but like i like but there was no stakes in yeah. that moment you're, for me no, you're right you're right I, I i agree with you with the whole stakes thing but like i'm, I'm gonna be honest with you you guys could take this for like for what it is but, like, in that scene, like, you just have to take that scene, like, for what it is. Like, he empowered the kids. Like, he's the god of thunder, right? So, like, he empowered them with their power. I got the same chills from that scene that I got from, like, in the game when everybody came through the portal. What and, the yeah, and that, yeah. No. I'm, I'm just being wow. honest. I'm just being honest. Wow. I got the same chills. Like, Yay, I, got, I got the same chills. child feeling. endangerment. Like, <sighs> like. I don't know. It You're being just, genuine right now. I'm being genuine. I got the same chills, Listen, and I'm like, you know what? This is really cool. Like, this is really. I cool don't know, man. I don't know how you can think that because. But like, I didn't like not one moment like popped into my head. Where, like, these are the kids fighting. Like, it was all Thor. Like, like, come on, let's be real. Like, all of Thor's like speeches and everything. He was. It was like Thor's ego. Like, Thor knew. Like in this fight scene, these kids were not going to make it if he didn't empower them. So, like, he shared his power. He gave his power, like, to these kids, knowing that they were going to win because, like, he's the god of thunder, and, like, he's going to do what he does. And, and like, that's just, that's, now, just, that's just what you have to take from it. Well, it would have been an interesting scene if Axel went down in that scene and Axel and Jane Foster walk into Valhalla into Heimdall's arms at the, at the end. Well, I mean, so he takes his own. Yeah, that would have been cool. Well, no, it would not have been cool because it's Heimdall accepting would, his dead son, which it would means have been, that they, Thor failed but to that keep It would have meant there were stakes safe. in that it had an emotional bearing on what was happening. And then maybe that maybe that is what makes turns Gore um, like to be like, whoa, what am I actually doing here? Maybe, maybe. But uh, but too much too much children too much children. Yeah, I like lot, I mean, I'll be the. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, throw something in there to like okay. actually give some something there. S- yeah. s- a critique of a of a moment that was not similar, but in a time timetable time similar. Okay, so when Gore gets when Gore gets Stormbreaker, they're in the Bifrost. They land in New Asgard. Valkyrie's hurt. She's in the infirmary or whatever infirmary. Yes, whatever mm-hmm. it's called hospital uh jane is dying yep thor needs to get back justin i think i remember asking you because i missed it you did you asked me how did he get back and what did you say how did he get back to where gore was well he used uh zeus's zeus's thunderbolt to get back yeah yeah but what did he how did he do that he just lit up like the Bifrost and did it. Like those, uh, it, it almost looked like an, like an orb. Yeah, like was around him and it transported him to where he was going. Yeah, magic. So, so here's my theory. I mean, Zeus literally uses magic and you know, like that. That part's like okay. So, whatever. 
so, so here's my theory. Like, with him being an Asgardian, right? Him being the God of Thunder. Like, as a kid, they probably, like, most likely had to have study of, like, other gods and stuff like that. Especially him knowing about Zeus and, like, all these other I gods. I mean, he loves Zeus. Like, Correct. So, like, it, Zeus it would make sense that icon. he understands how Zeus works. Correct. So, like, understanding how Zeus works, understanding how, like, other weapons work, especially, like, with him knowing, like, what the Necrosword is and what it means and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. Like, I would imagine he would have known how to, like, activate it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to, like, give a pass on that. Okay. Yeah. So then... And, but then Jane getting back. She got on Valkyrie's horse. The who Pegasus. We've seen before has been able to like transport. Portal yeah. techno- or yep. not technology. Not, yeah. Portal powers. Yes. Yep. Correct. <sighs> I know. I know. It felt a little convenient. It did. It was 100% convenient, but, but it, yeah. Yeah. It's, Especially because like the entire last movie, which again, that's a tough thing. Comparing all of this to Ragnarok is just not fair. Yeah. It's not. Right? It's not. But especially when you think of like Part of the problem with Ragnarok is like Heimdall's dead. Like, how is he gonna travel? That's why they had to go through the Devil's Anus. Remember, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like he didn't yeah. have a way back home. Correct. The, the whole movie was him trying to get home. Yeah. Right? So no, it's no, like you're right. You're so right. Now it just felt like so easy to just get back to where Gore was, which apparently is like the hardest place to reach in the entire universe because he's about to enter eternity. I mean, so well, there's a little. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe he he was able to get. Connected because he has a connection with Stormbreaker. Like Stormbreaker is there, and he is able to connect through that. I think Maybe. I would. I think I would prefer that as an explanation than rather than just like just showing up. I mean, yeah. Then Zeus's lightning bolt conveniently. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, maybe minor, Zeus's lightning bolt minor. is the it's, it's, that vehicle. Was, that, that's nitpicky. That's that's yeah. nitpicky compared yeah. to Feige cutting out. You know, Christian Bale. Christian yeah. Bale. Yeah. Um. Okay. I have another direction we should go unless I'm thinking of going post credit scene unless there's something else you guys. Yeah, want to I say. think it's post credit scene time. Okay. Yeah. Post credit scene. There was two. Let's talk about the second one first. Okay. Um, yeah. To me it was just like a, a feel good kind of yeah, end to the uh, chapter, right? Valhalla, Heimdall, yeah. and Natalie Portman. I don't think that meant anything in terms of like future development. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna have any other any other uh stakes with Marvel right. as as a whole. Which is cool for for me. I think nostalgia. It was like, I think yeah. it was like a nostalgia end scene, and it was kind of like a an end scene going forth to like preparing us for like Thor's death. So I think like when Thor does finally go, it's going to be an end in battle. Scene. Yeah, in battle, it's going to be an end scene with him reuniting with, with all of with Heimdall and Jane and Jane, yeah. and it's just going to be like a feel good. There moment better be scene. Odin and Frigga there. Well, why would Odin be there? Did he die in battle? Mm, I don't think so. He did not. Mm, no. no. So I don't think he's in Valhalla. Okay, Frigga. Frigga will be there for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. But even that, that would be like even better if everyone's there, but he's yeah. not. But yeah. Odin's not. But like, yeah, <laughs> like know? Frigga, like his, like his friends. Or if that's, like that's how he finds out that Loki's still alive, he's like, Cause Loki's where's Loki? Because Loki? Loki's not there. Oh, uh, no, dude. If they don't give us a Loki-Thor re- like reunion one day, I will be pissed. And who knows? Maybe that reunion might be might draw more to that tattoo that he had on oh, his oh that was yes. great or, or like even like if it's something like he gets to Valhalla he figures out that Loki isn't dead because he's not there because he saw him supposedly die and then he's like he's he just gets like this smile on his face is he like is like like this like just moment of um like 
Like Loki did it again. Yeah, did it again. Not that he did it again, but also just knowing that his brother Ashley isn't dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be good. It's going to be Thor looking at everybody, and everybody's just going to like say it once. Classic Loki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was never here. Yeah, yeah. And there's the warriors and everything like that. Oh gosh, when Cord was when Cord was oh. recapping the warriors. Who's this three, guy? Oh. Does anybody know his name? Oh my yeah. gosh, oh. that was brutal. It's Hogan, people. Hogan. That was yeah. brutal. Oh. But it was hilarious. Yes, yes, so funny. By the way, also Matt Damon. Oh, yes. Matt Damon. Gosh. Oh, I love that they brought him back and they brought back. Uh, the, the, uh, another thing that I loved is the fact that there were six Hemsworths in this movie. <laughs> It was insane. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah that's true. You're right. Yes. Like, it, so uh, many hilarious. hilarious. Like, it's just the whole family. I, I think it uh, it lends to this whole idea that we've talked about about how Hem- Chris Hemsworth has really like drilled in and honed in on the character of Thor, and I think he's made it this almost family event for him and his family in general. Like it, bringing in his two twin sons. Bringing in yeah. his own wife, bringing in his his no, brother, daughter, his daughter, and then and then his daughter, like you know, and I think it, it adds actually like it adds a really coolness to the last scene, uh, like to where he gets like you know to have a battle scene with his own real life daughter, like I mean yeah. that's just yeah. like like as a I mean I don't have any children of my own, but I feel like that would be like as a moment as a father would be like top of the list to be able to like have a battle scene in a movie with your like you know you with your little kid yeah oh yeah, absolutely man it, it was it was it was fun to see play out i just, i love how matt damon's character would mm. like and and his and the other hemsworth yes like when the kids got kidnapped yeah they're talking to valkyrie about making a show out of it yeah she <laughs> didn't say no yeah <laughs> the people's like, entertainment uh yeah the only entertainment yes. it's like marvel like marvel gets one of the biggest actors ever yeah to just do like Acting within a the movie. dude has become like the king of the cameo. Like oh, Matt yeah, Damon has yeah, become yeah, like yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. And then they got Melissa McCarthy to play yes. Hella in the play. Yes, which was pretty funny. <laughs> okay, the other post credit scene, the first one. Yes. yes, Zeus is like not dead. He's got like a big giant hole in his. Yeah, yeah but so. what was one of his chicks was like doing something. Weird. She kept rubbing it with like a leaf or something like that. And she was yeah. like putting pieces of himself back in his yeah. chest, it looked like. Yeah. And he has this whole monologue. And then he basically says... Well, he's pretty much saying like, the humans don't fear us anymore. We're a joke. We're going to make them fear us again. Like that that whole deal. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, set, establishing something. And then he like looks up and he's like... Uh, he's like... Do you understand that? Do you understand, son, Hercules? Like... Yes. You, and then it, 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 it pans over. And it, we, it's revealed that the Ted Lasso universe is taking over Marvel. Yes, uh, because Cannon. we have Danny Danny Rojas in Spider Man, yep. and then here we go. We have Roy Kent, Roy Kent playing Hercules, which uh, Brett Goldstein, which he's uh, here, he's there, he's every everywhere. <laughs> but Roy uh, yeah, Kent. to see him, I mean, he looked he looked like Hercules in Marvel comics. Yeah. like it was spot like, on. Like it was it was incredible. Yeah, he did. Like, he he really does look I, like. I believe he like, says. Yes, father. Like, yeah, like, yeah. it was oh, so. And good, he throws man. his head back in the same way that Roy can. I know, I know. There's a podcast, so only you guys can mm-hmm. see this. But where yeah. he's like, yeah, you know, he like yeah. throws his head back in the exact way that Roy yeah. can't. Right, it. exactly. Man, that was cool. Yeah, that was awesome. So, yeah. So I guess we got Thor our next versus Hercules. Yeah, War versus Hercules. Yep. yep. 
Very cool. Fantastic. Can't wait for that. So it'll probably be in a few years. I mean, which actually Hercules plays a big, pretty big role in Secret Invasion in the comic books. So, oh yeah, okay, um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, very cool tie-in. Secret Wars, Secret Invasion, yeah, all that going on. All right, listen, boys, we've gone over an hour. Yeah, great review. Let's finish here on a scale of ten. Where do you guys rank this movie? I'll go first, so you guys have some time to think about it. I was giving it some thought. I've told some people I've texted that I have said 7.2 out of okay. 10. All right. Uh, that's actually really close to mine because uh, I think Ragnarok is the better movie. Uh, yes. It, yes. It, it's for Ask sure. me what I would rank Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's got to be a 9 for you. 9.7. Yeah. Okay. It's in the 9s for me. Ragnarok is. But uh, yeah. I would say this one, probably like a 7.5. I would do 7.5 yeah, okay. for this one. I give it an 8. Okay. Yep. 8 flat. A okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good. I'd probably put it at like a, like right at a solid seven. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yep. 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 So we're all in kind of a similar spot, all within one. If it wasn't as funny as it was, oh. it would be much lower. Much lower. Yeah. Much lower. But yeah. it was so funny. Like, yeah. There was times. T roll. You were sitting next to me. Like we there was times crying. we were. Yeah. We were lost, dude. We were. Yeah. 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 I, there's some lines that I don't remember what they said because you I was know, too busy laughing. You know what I will say? I th- similar to Multiverse of Madness, where I think if I see it a second time. Yeah, I bet I will actually enjoy it more mm-hmm. because it might not piss me off as much about Christian Bale getting cut short. Yeah, when I already know that it happened. Right. So yeah. if I see it a second time, I might actually enjoy it more, and it might go higher in my oh, score. I'm seeing yeah. it in two days, so I'll let you know All if it goes right, up. If it enough. goes up for me. Yep. So. And I'm just gonna say this: like, I'm sure you guys caught it. Like, I know the viewers aren't gonna know this because obviously not all of them are the same theater and everything but hopefully this guy's a listener did you guys catch that one guy in the theater that would laugh like right before everybody else did his laugh which was like the loudest horn in the room no oh, i didn't know like, i missed was, that one man. yeah dude, one. it was great it was funny like i was laughing more at that guy's laugh than some of the seats <laughs> like he was just a beat faster <laughs> yeah he was just a beat faster like he would, like, his, like his, his, he would start laughing and maybe then, like, that was maybe that was the second time he had seen it today or on that day yeah i mean there was Three be. more show times before, and then yeah. So. But but like, was what was really funny is like there was one time where he laughed and nobody else laughed, and, oh. and it was like when Jane like made the comment about cancer, and then like you just, <laughs> <laughs> you just hear his chuckle. Oh no, oh, that's so good. Oh man, yeah. I will admit her delivery in that in that scene specifically that joke was like on point. It was really like good. it was a really like, good delivery. Of like hers. what? No, I don't have stage four cancer. I was just joking. Yeah. Oh man, that's so good. And then <laughs> Thor giving it the, the beer for the first time to Stormbreaker. That was pretty funny. Yeah. It's, a, it's your first beer. Dude, I thought that Stormbreaker was going to like veer off the path because he was drunk. Or, 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 or like drunk or short yeah. out or something. That's yeah. what I was, I was expecting something like that. Yeah. Gosh. I need to go watch it again. I know I'll enjoy it more. It'll, it, w- it will never be as good as Ragnarok. No. Uh, Ragnarok truly is like top tier, top shelf for me. Um, but yes. Overall, well, long-time listeners of the pod know how we feel about Ragnarok. That's right. Yes. Amen. That's right. Hey, the OG. We had an know. entire pod that was almost dedicated to the Ragnarok. Yeah. Yes. yes. Amen. Okay. Uh, big shout out to all of our listeners. We've been going for longer than an hour. So if you are still here, we know that you are a fan and we really appreciate you. So anything you could do to help us to get more listeners really is a blessing. You know, share the podcast with your friends. It helps tremendously. That's the best thing you can do. Uh, to help us grow the Royal Geek Podcast. With all of that in mind, for my good friends Sandy, Shimato, and Apple Zax, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time 
you peasants.